If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. On this episode of Newt's World, this Veterans Day, I wanted to spend some time talking about a major fundraising event this January that is designed to bring awareness and scholarships to veterans and their families through the Folds of Honor Foundation. As you know, my dad spent 27 years in the Army, and I have a very deep commitment to our veterans, and that's why I was delighted to learn that in January of 2023, Legacy Expeditions, a veteran-owned extreme expedition company, is raising awareness and inspiring action to support the Folds of Honor Foundation through their upcoming global expedition, Triple Seven, the seven-day record-breaking skydiving adventure around the world, includes seven skydives across seven continents in seven days in January 2023 to raise seven million dollars for scholarships for military veterans and their families. Here to talk about the Triple Seven event. I'm really pleased to welcome my guest, who I have to say is amazingly impressive, Mike Sorelli. He is the founder and CEO of Legacy Expeditions, former recon marine and scout sniper, and retired U.S. Naval SEAL with 20 years of experience in special operations, including the Elite Joint Special Operations Command. He is also the co-author of the best-selling book, The Talent War, How Special Operations and great organizations win on talent. Mike, welcome and thank you for joining me on Newt's World. Newt, I think the fact that 
my favorite speaker of the house, and especially my dad's favorite speaker of the house, just called me impressive. Life is complete. I can now retire and give these expeditions up. Well, I'd wait, before we get into your career, I just have to ask you, Legacy Expedition does extreme expeditions. Given your background, what does that mean? You go back to special operations, and special operations is a warrior culture, but it is also, you know, you're an extreme athlete in a lot of ways. So we are all about pushing the limits of human performance because anything else stunts growth. True learning and growth take place when you push yourself outside your mental in physical comfort zones. And Newt, I do want to reinforce that we're not sociopaths. We do mitigate risk following sort of the special operations military model to the lowest level that we can. We can never eliminate risk, but we do everything in our power to make sure that we're prepared for the expeditions we go on. So this is like for the triathlon competitor who wants to go one stage further? It is. And, you know, first off, the most extreme expedition there is, is combat. That is the most extreme thing that you can be engaged in. And these hail in comparison to that, but I'm one hip replacement deep. A lot of the guys involved with Legacy Expeditions, which are all former special operations, are mostly retired. We're all 100% disabled, total and permanent. But to think that we're just going to sit on a porch in a rocking chair, you've lost your mind. We feel it's our duty to continue pushing the limits, to set the example for other veterans getting out. But also, you know, to us, it's a return to American exceptionalism. We're trying to live out, you know, Teddy Roosevelt's path that he laid before us, man. That guy was always going into nature, always, always learning, always, always sharpening his blade. I've been with several veterans programs that are oriented to people who have permanent significant disabilities, and they turn them into capabilities rather than disabilities. And I always think for all these civilians who are sitting around whining, if they could get a little bit of the spirit of the folks who just get up every morning and make it happen no matter what. You must have had that very early because, as I understand it, you enlisted in the Marine Corps right after high school. Why did you decide to join? You know, Newt, what's funny is I come from, one, we're a Bay Area family. Our family's been in the you know San Francisco area since 1899. Roman Catholic, conservative family, fiscally conservative, socially moderate. And I grew up in a town called Atherton which I'm sure you're familiar with. It was one of the most affluent towns. So my dad came from very little as well as my mom. And, you know, they did very well for themselves. But my dad built his company up and he made sure for his two sons and his daughter that we knew we were not inheriting that company, that he wanted us to blaze our own trail. And I hate to say it, but it is what it is. Atherton and Palo Alto are very entitled areas and there's a lot of generational wealth. And we didn't come from generational wealth. But my dad always bred us to look at the upside of risk, not to see risk and be scared, but to see risk and smile. Because this is, you know, as we would say, this is the land of opportunity and opportunity is what you make of it. So when everyone else was going off to Ivy League schools or colleges, I think I ruined the streak for my high school, which was Bellarmine College Preparatory, a Jesuit uh, high school where pretty much everyone goes to college. I broke the streak and enlisted in the Marine Corps. And it was the best move I've ever made. I mean, there's a reason Inc. Magazine called the Marine Corps the best business management MBA there is. You then, in effect, went to college because you were selected for the highly competitive Marine Enlisting Commissioning Education Program. And you got a bachelor's degree in business administration from Texas A&M. So from San Francisco to Texas A&M through the Marine Corps is quite a journey. I'll tell you, 
As a sergeant, I had very little money. When I flew to Texas A&M for the first time, it was a culture shock. But, you know, I enjoyed it. I finished college in three years because the war had kicked off. Texas A&M is definitely a strong culture. And tomorrow I'm speaking to the entire Naval ROTC at Texas A&M, the Corps Cadets, for Veterans Day on leadership. So I'm humbled. I think actually Aggie culture is almost as strong as Marine culture. So somebody who has both of them, it's a kind of culture nobody at Harvard understands. So then you got a degree. You're an officer. You then go in the basic underwater demolition SEAL training, which itself is a form of extreme adventure. What was that like? You know what? To say that basic underwater demolition school is an extreme sport is not doing justice to it. You are pushing the limits of the mind. And given the attrition rates of anywhere from 80 to 90 percent, I think that speaks for itself. I mean, we've seen classes start with 250 students and only eight graduate. But I will say this, Newt. I was so proud to be a Marine and the Marines laid the foundation. I was not a focus kid. You know, I had capacity. I had capability. I just wasn't tapping into it. So when I went to SEAL training, I'm already a sergeant in the Marine Corps. I'm a recon Marine. I'm a scout sniper. And in fact, one of my officers looked at me and he said, hey, Mike, just can I give you a word of advice? And I said, yes, sir. And he was a mentor. He said, if you quit, you'll embarrass the Marine Corps. And I died laughing because there was truth in what he was saying. He was making a joke. So there was no way I was going to quit SEAL training because I was still representing the Marine Corps. But that program, and I went back for a short six months as an instructor at the Basic Underwater Demolition School, is one of the most professionally run programs. And I know it's been under scrutiny recently because some tear gas videos came out and there was a student that passed away recently in training it is professionally run. We mitigate risk. We have doctors out there. The statistical rates of you know fatalities is extremely low, but you never know who's going to make it. We've had Olympic medal-winning swimmers step into training. We've had NCAA Division One football players step in, and they're gone within three weeks. And this little Korean kid from LA was in my class who I thought was passive, little guy, very unassuming, and I thought he was going to quit at the end of Hell Week. There was 25 of us of the 250 left, and that kid was standing there. And I would have never guessed this little soft-spoken Korean kid was going to make it. You'll like this story. I ended up at SEAL Team 3 with him. We both ended up in the Battle of Ramadi in 2006, where he was awarded the Silver Star, which I watched this. He ran into the street to pull a soldier, an Iraqi soldier, out of the street who was wounded. Then went back to the Battle of Sadr City with me in 2008, similar to my pipeline, he was awarded the Bronze Star there. He was selected by the Navy to go get a degree. He finished that degree, a 3.98 in mathematics at the University of San Diego. And they were going to send him back to a SEAL team. But he said, I'd really like to become a medical doctor. Ends up at Harvard, becomes a Harvard-educated doctor. And then after a few years as a Navy doctor, says, hey, what the hell? I'll apply for NASA. Out of 18,000 applicants, he was one of 12 selected. And all by the age of 34, astronaut, Silver Star, Navy SEAL, Bronze Star, a Harvard-educated doctor. And his name is Dr. Johnny Kim. And again, any American, if they saw all the students line up, would have discounted him. But the process shows it's not about what you look like. It's the heart. It's the grind. It's the resiliency. It's the drive. The process weeds the elite out from the shaft. That's so extraordinary. Here's a guy who understands living life to the fullest and who follows his dream. I think it'll be a great story for Americans. Let me give you one more piece of information. And we didn't know about this until after a lot of us retired because he kept this information close. His dad was highly abusive, an alcoholic, 
And one night he called the police on his dad, thinking his dad had left the house. He'd actually went into the attic and Johnny Kim told the police, hey, I think my dad is still in the house. And ultimately there was a shootout and his dad was killed. And so he dealt with all this trauma by the age of 18, enlisted in the Navy SEALs. And I mean, the most humble individual. I only hope that a leader like Johnny Kim, once he gets out of NASA, steps up and leads this nation. Somebody's got to write a book about his life. I mean, that's really remarkable. Part of your own training program for you is that you served as the SEAL Junior Officer Training Course Director. So, I mean, you really understand the process of training people from the ground up. I will say I only understand it because of this. It's, you know, Isaac Newton said this. If I've seen further, it's because I've stood on the shoulders of giants, men and women better than myself. I've been the product of such great mentors and coaches from my mom and dad to every Marine officer and senior enlisted or SEAL officer and senior enlisted I served with, especially the men to my left and right. I learned so much from them. You have to, as a business leader, as a government or federal or state leader, as a military leader, you have to have a passion for developing those beneath you and around you. And not everyone is cut out for that. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I like to call it the legacy of leadership. A SEAL buddy who wrote the book called Attributes, he calls it the irony of leadership. And the best leaders understand this, that your job is not only to drive results, is to create a culture and uphold standards and accountability, but it's also to create the next generation of leaders. And we're not doing that right now. The fact that we don't have leadership development training in lower education or higher education is not setting this nation up for sustained growth. Leadership, it is a trait. It's an attribute. When you have a passion for developing those below you and you see them start to become better than you, there's nothing more beautiful. And I only hope that my legacy when I leave this earth is that I left it better off with more leaders than I found it. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I really admire your whole approach, your whole philosophy. You know, you had 10 combat deployments supporting the global war on terror. You got a silver star, six bronze stars for valor and a purple heart. And then when you retire, you become an ambassador for the Special Operations Warrior Foundation. Tell us a little bit about that. So this is tied into legacy expeditions. One, the purpose of legacy expedition is twofold. When I talk about legacy, I talk about the memory of our fallen and so few people know the names of our fallen or can even tell you the story of just one of the thousands that were lost in the global war on terror. When I think of the men and women that I served with that are no longer with us, they are a shining example from the way they live their lives by the code, their leadership principles, their traits, their attributes. We want our youth to read these stories and their legacy is it's important to me and it's important to Andy Stumpf who's also a retired Navy SEAL and co-founder of Lake Sea Expeditions. The second we stop telling the story of our fallen, their legacies die. Now, the other part of Legacy Expeditions is we believe one of the greatest gifts you can give somebody, if earned, is an education. And so not only do we uphold their memories by telling their stories, but we also try to raise money for the scholarships of their children, their legacies that they left behind. So the Special Operations Warrior Foundation specifically funds educational sponsorships for kids who lost their special operations parents in the war and then Folds of Honor funds educational scholarships for military families and first responders. So we predominantly support those organizations because they give educations to, again, the military families and first responders. You know, as part of all that, in 2020, you co-wrote the best-selling book, The Talent War, How Special Operations and Great Organizations Went on Talent. What led you to write that book? When I was in the University of Texas, McCombs MBA program, I felt guilty that I was getting an MBA towards the end of my career. And all my peers who continued to serve and go overseas didn't have that opportunity. So with the help of gentlemen like Admiral Bobby Inman, who's the former de facto director of the CIA, four-star Navy Admiral, amazing individual, General Tony Cucolo, Admiral William McRaven, who all assisted, we stood up something called the Vetted Foundation. And we built a, called an MBA Light, a two-month program that gives senior military members, both enlisted and officer, the financial acumen that they lack 
So they know how to lead. They know how to lead in spades, but they just lacked financial acumen, accounting, marketing, and we gave them those skills. And the program was highly successful. In fact, the Huffington Post hailed it as potential to revolutionize the way that veterans exit the military. We ran into some politics in Texas with the Texas Veterans Commission, and we got shut down because ultimately we were trying to build this program so that veterans could use their GI Bill to pay for that two-month executive-level course. When it failed, I was devastated. And a good business mentor said, hey, Mike, I told you from the start, make this a for-profit entity. He said, there's something about free enterprise with the exchange of value that I just didn't understand. I was being driven on altruism. I listened to him and I started Talent War Group. And so we started as an executive search firm, placing very great or very good military leaders into small to medium-sized businesses. But it was not easy to convince business leaders to accept somebody into their business that didn't have industry experience. Herb Kelleher, founder of Southwest Airlines, once said, we hire for mindset. We can train all the rest. But that is now lost on a lot of business leaders. I mean, World War II, they hired veterans who had no industry experience that built the economy we have today. It was because of the skills that they had, the attributes, the code, the discipline. And so my co-author, George Randall, also a Army officer in 25 years in executive search and HR, we decided to change the system in another way. And the book has become, I mean, even the Marine Corps called us and said, we're using this book as the Bible for how we're redesigning our talent management system for the U.S. Marine Corps. We thought they were joking with us. But business leaders have grabbed a hold of this and they're transforming the way they hire looking at character over experience and understanding that if you, again, leadership development, if you put time into the right person that has all the right attributes, you can turn them into a effective business leader that stays with you. And especially if they demonstrate loyalty. So that's why we wrote the book is I wanted the ability to touch business leaders and say, Hey, listen, you're overlooking a talent pool called the veterans who have leadership skills and are unflappable, especially in times like COVID when everyone was losing their minds. Veterans were like, this is just another day at war. We've got this. We know how to make decisions with limited information. So the process of focusing on character reminds me of Reverend Martin Luther King Jr.'s comment that he hoped that his children would be judged by the content of their character, not by the color of their skin. And I think that that most Americans, we did a poll at America's New Majority Project, 91% of the country agrees with that principle. So there's potentially fertile ground out there for you in educating the country into how to make it operational. Now, the other thing you do, I have to ask you, on August 6, 2010, 30 American military servicemen and a U.S. military dog were killed when a Chinook helicopter in a mission entitled Extortion 17 was shot down in Afghanistan. It was the single largest loss of life to naval special warfare since the Afghan war started. And in honor of that, over the course of 15 days, the Mount Everest skydiving expedition team conducted five jumps in the highest drop zones in the world in the Mount Everest region. That must have been quite an extraordinary trip. It was. And it was almost nine months to the day after I had had my hip replacement. So I was very close with the Extortion 17 SEALs that were on board. I deployed with them the deployment right before that. In fact, I was with them the night that Adam Brown was killed. And there's a book called Fearless about Adam Brown, an amazing individual with an amazing story who overcame drug addiction prior to joining the Navy, which again, just reiterates why the military is such a great pathway for a lot of young men and women that may lack focus and discipline. But 
one of my best friends, Derek Benson, was on board. I knew all of them well. And that one hit me really hard. It hit me as hard as, you know, I was on the rooftop with Michael Monsoor, who jumped on a grenade three feet from me to save my life. He was posthumously, as I said, awarded the Medal of Honor. I mean, these men and women were just, uh, I can't find the words to do them justice, but we had an opportunity to go to Mount Everest, again, push the limits of human performance by jumping into the highest drop zones in the world while upholding the memories of those aboard Extortion 17. And we raised close to 200000 for scholarships for the children of, two, of Extortion 17, which close to 25 kids were left without their fathers after that incident. And then this year, you did a skydiving expedition to Iceland in memory of the fallen Special Operations Forces. How many times did you jump in Iceland? Let's just say that trip did not go as planned. Just like every military operation or every business operation or government program, you have a plan and sometimes external factors work against you. We ended up doing four jumps, which were absolutely beautiful, of 16. We were supposed to do 16. Andy Stump and I ultimately pulled ourselves off that trip, which I think shows sound judgment because the group that was running it was completely unsafe and inept, and they'd already hurt three people. And I mean, at the point we were pulling off, they asked us to start running the expedition which is similar to the captain telling you to take hold of the Titanic after it's already hit the iceberg. So we returned home, but we did raise about, I think, $30,000 for the Special Operations Warrior Foundation. It didn't go as planned. That doesn't sit well with us, but we are running the 777 expedition. We have complete control over that. And when we have that and we know the way we plan, diligently plan, the way we put contingency plans in place, we're very confident that we're going to pull this off. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so... 
there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Your goal is to jump in seven continents in seven days to raise $7 million for educational scholarships for Folds of Honor. How did you come to know Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney, the founder of Folds of Honor? Who doesn't know Dan Rooney, I think is a better question. One, the guy's an impressive individual from military to golf. You got to hand it to him for what he's built. It takes a certain type of personality. I could not do what he did. I mean, they've deployed over $200 million in scholarships. That's 44,000 scholarships. And I'll tell you, there's another individual within Folds of Honor named Larry Robinson. He's the VP of development. And without him, we would not have been able to pull off this triple seven. He's believed in us. He's brought in sponsors. He's definitely, you know, connected, but he gets people to yes. And I want people to know, you know, everyone thought Folds of Honor and they just changed their charter to include first responder families who are as deserving as military families you know, who are on the front lines every single day trying to protect the American public. So when they just made that announcement, I want to say about a month ago, that even sweetened the pot and the mission and the purpose for us even more because we love our police officers. We love our firemen. We love our ambulance personnel. So we're honored to be tied in representing the Fultz of Honor family. You're going to go to Union Glacier Camp in Antarctica, Punta Arena in Chile, Cape Town, South Africa, Perth, Australia, the United Arab Emirates, Barcelona, Spain, and Tampa, Florida. That is one heck of a week. So testament to our planning, we've eliminated 40 hours in the air by switching that up. We're starting in Antarctica. That's a long pole in the tent, and you have to contend with weather. Then we're going to go straight to Santiago, Chile, to Miami, to Barcelona, to Cairo, where we jump over the pyramids, Abu Dhabi, to jump with our UAE partners and their military to honor their fallen as well from the war in Yemen on to Perth, Australia, and then we're going to come back to Tampa for an eighth jump. Each of the jumps is in honor of a fallen soldier. And the Tampa jump in particular, sort of a coming home jump, is to honor the Kabul 13, those young Marines, the sailor and soldier that were killed during the withdrawal in Afghanistan. And Newt, something I'm proud with the guys, all the guys involved, to include one 73-year-old Marine. He's an old mule, and this mule kicks. This guy's broken multiple world records lost his wife to cancer, big time donor to the University of Michigan Cancer Hospital. Good, good man. But they said none of them want their names on the two world records. They want the names of the fallen that we jump in honor of. 
And I just, I couldn't, I said, we've chosen the right people when we got that message from everyone and they were on board. Dan Rooney has praised you and thanked you. Let me just read one thing that Dan said. We are grateful to Legacy Expeditions for undertaking the momentous task to raise awareness and funds for academic scholarships for military dependents. Expeditions clearly understands the importance of an education and knows firsthand how it can benefit the military spouses and children we serve. So listeners to this podcast, how can they get involved and donate to the 777 Folds of Honor Scholarships? Yeah, absolutely. So the website is 777.givesmart.com. So that is the word triple, the number seven, dot givesmart.com. It'll take you direct to Folds of Honor. This money is going direct to Folds of Honor. It does not go to Legacy Expeditions. We don't want to touch it to keep everything clean and to show that 100% of the donations are going to scholarships. More than that is, you know, 7 million is a lofty goal. There are hundreds of millions of Americans. And I just have to believe that I can get 7 million Americans to give $1, maybe $5. And if we fall short of that goal, I don't care about the records. I don't care about the expeditions. It's not going to sit well with me. The other thing, and I got to tell you why we're doing this is the American public is at each other's throats right now. And there's just no good stories out there. So you're going to watch guys who dedicated their adult lives to defending our homeland against terrorism go out and they're going to try to do something exceptional. It's like, you know, we're calling it the race for the moon because 20 groups have tried this and they've all failed. We just want Americans to remember, hey, we're in this together, regardless of your political beliefs. Follow a group of 10 wily, charismatic special operations soldiers, again, who are all broken, but say, you know, hell with it. We're going to do this. We're going to do this for a good cause. We want Americans to follow this. And, you know, there's got to be a point to where we return to that. We return to that American exceptionalism. And this is our small way. None of us are going to start a world-class business like Amazon. We're not going to do certain things that a lot of great Americans have done, but we can control this. And if I can get more veterans on these trips, it's very, very spiritual. And so we are in 2023, we're going to try to hold as many skydiving camps for veterans to give them the gift of flight, to teach them how to skydive, to include amputees, which means specialized rigs, because, you know, there is nothing like jumping out of a plane at 13,000 feet. It's the greatest view in the world. And whatever you're concerned about goes to the wayside. All you're concerned about is following your procedures. And then once you get under canopy at 5,000 feet and you're doing 360s, my God, everything seems all the trivial things that we think are important are seemingly unimportant when you're up there. Are you going to film these eight jumps? If you've ever seen the movie, The Blair Witch Project, which broke all indie records for the most part and still stands, it was produced and directed by a guy named Dan Myrick. Fate would have it. I connected with Dan through a great friend named Christian Krempel. And so Dan and Christian are following us across the seven continents to film this. And it'll be a docu-series. We're talking to a couple streaming platforms right now. But, you know, seven days... When you think about it, it's really going to push the limits of human performance because these guys aren't going to be on airplanes. They're going to jump, which raises their heart rate, and then they're going to get on a plane where you don't sleep well for seven days. So there is serious risk to sleep deprivation and following your procedures in the next continent when you jump. So this is not just you know a private plane where guys are laying out plus food. They're not going to have access to great meals while they're flying from Barcelona to Cairo and UAE to Australia. So 
Whoop, the company, the wristband, human performance company, is collecting data as well as we have a doctor, a former Navy SEAL who then became a doctor, a human performance doctor who's following the team and collecting data, which we're going to give to the Special Operations Command free of charge to see if they can learn anything from international travel and how to dampen the effects for some of the missions that they, I mean, you looked at the 82nd Airborne, it seemed like in a moment they were activated to go deploy to Afghanistan for the withdrawal. And that's a long flight. I think that's 18, 24 hours. So, you know, if soldiers are not resting well in those flights, you know, they're jet lagged and they're groggy by the time they land. If there's some means that we can figure out how to keep them refreshed and sleep well, then we figure we might as well collect that data and give it to the military. When the film is ready to start streaming, let us know and we will do everything we can to publicize it and make sure people are aware of it. It's a great project. And we will have the link to get to donate and to help with the 777 Expedition and with Folds of Honor. That'll be on our show page. And I want to thank you for joining me today and talking about your service to our country and this amazing 777 event in January 2023. I encourage all of our listeners to go to foldsofhonor.org or legacyexpeditions.net to find out more about this event and donate to help veterans and their families with scholarships. I wish you well. And in addition, I want to say thank you to all of our listeners who are serving our country or are veterans. We honor you this Veterans Day and every day because you help make America free. And without you, we would not be safe. So thank you. And Mike, I thank you for your service, your continued service today. It's a remarkable commitment to America. And I'm very humbled to have you as a guest. Thank you, sir. If you would like to help with the project to raise $7 million for scholarships, you can go to 777.givesmart.com. Thank you to my guest, Mike Cirilli. You can learn more about the 777 event for Folds of Honor scholarships on our show page at newtsworld.com. Newtsworld is produced by Gingrich 360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Garnsey Sloan. Our producer is Rebecca Howell. And our researcher is Rachel Peterson. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Penley. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. If you've been enjoying Newt's World, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcasts and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. Right now, listeners of Newt's World can sign up for my three free weekly columns at gingrich360.com slash newsletter. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. 
Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.